Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle, Elliot Dank, Banerjee Jagdish and Ryan Huang. Time now for The Bigger Picture. Not a good day for markets overnight and of course this seems to be spilling over and tarnishing the Asian trading day. We're seeing fears over inflation, the global energy crisis and Fed tapering spooking investors again. And of course a sell-off in big tech stocks overnight. That's right. As we to the fourth quarter, the big question is where does it go from here? So those fears of supply chain disruptions, you know, component shortages, all threatening to put a dampener on the growth outlook. Take a big picture. We've got Jing Yi Pan. She is the Associate Director for Economic Indices for IHS Market. Morning, Jing Yi. How are you doing today? Well, good morning, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I'm definitely quite excited to chat with everyone again. Yes, glad to have you back on again. Now, let's start with the latest numbers hot off the press for Singapore's PMI from IHS Market. And it comes in at 53.8. So this is better than the estimates that the market was looking out for, 51, and also higher than previous reading of 52.1. That is something that is... It seems like good news, but it's interesting because I'm looking at the mm-hmm. numbers that came out last night from another reading for the PMI numbers, and yes. that is a different picture. Walk us through why we are seeing a bit of a different reading from the IHS market numbers, whereas last night it was a bit of an easing from 50.9 to 50.8. Yeah, definitely, Ryan. I think, you know, this together with the IHS market one and the one from the SPIMM one really tells the full picture. So to clarify, I will have to well just really highlight that the Singapore IHS market, Singapore PMI, actually talks about the whole economy. And as we know that with that includes services as well, whereas what you've seen from last night, that's actually referring to the manufacturing sector. So the picture itself is that we have been presented for the month of September is that the Singapore economy continue to grow and from what we have seen with anecdotal evidence, this best doesn't come as a surprise because we had easing of restrictions since August um, and that's really led to the private sector expanding into September. Of course, there were a little bit of a tightening of restrictions as we know with the two-person dine-out situation. But that itself hasn't really been captured in the survey, I have to say. So we really look to what October may have to tell us. Well, what we are seeing is that generally across the whole economy, manufacturing and services, demand and output continue to grow strongly. But that did not entirely, I would say, you know, translate to a lot of buying activity. So what we're seeing that perhaps, you know, the confidence level isn't perhaps too much there yet. And likewise, with employment, labor shortages is what we're seeing. So that brings me a little bit to the point as well that with respect to what we have seen with the manufacturing sector last night, certainly that kind of picture is consistent across our surveys as well, and not just for Singapore, but across many parts of different world, whether you're talking about emerging or developed markets, manufacturing sector does see a little bit of this hampering of the output due to a lot of these constraints, and that includes labor shortages as well. Um, earlier you mentioned, Ryan, some of the supply shortages. So I think the picture is that we're recovering, but there's sort of these things 
does constrain our manufacturing sector. And hopefully, you know, if things take a little bit of a better turn into the year, we're going to see better situation. But for right now, I think, you know, things are just trying to move along as smooth as the gears are allowing us to. Okay, so the latest PMI from IHS market for September, 53.8, better than the estimates of 51 off the back of an improvement in business confidence. And Jing, if you look across the region, it seems to be mostly under 50, which separates um, contraction and expansion. So you've got, for example, Vietnam, a bit stagnant at around 40.2. Malaysia right now around 48.1 versus 43.4 in August. Thailand also underwater around 48-ish. So what's the picture across the region and how does it play into what's going to be happening in Singapore down the road? Yeah, definitely. I think, Ryan, what we're seeing from a lot of the ASEAN countries that you've mentioned, Asia-Pacific countries you mentioned, is that they are, these are also manufacturing PMIs that we are looking at. So to that extent itself, I think, you know, the issue of well, what we are seeing is supply constraint likewise come into the picture but contributing to this as well I think the difference while Singapore does have quite a number of high COVID-19 cases around the region likewise it had been the case as well I think we've seen Indonesia easing a little bit but the likes of Vietnam still definitely seeing the effects of COVID-19 restrictions in place so these are the things that are hampering the output a little bit Um, and on that end itself I think it's definitely constraining the kind of output that we're expecting hopefully into year end as well you know the cases, the latest delta wave will pick and that usually we'll see the situation improve. But until then, I think you know it's still a little bit of a countdown towards which. Yeah, Jingyi, you're talking about constrained output. What's the picture like for China? Because last week we saw an unexpected contraction for manufacturing PMI coming in at 49.6 below 50 for September, sliding from 51 in August. So what's the story for China from here on? Well, I would say that with regards to China, we definitely have them right now in terms of their border week. Um, there are the, the holidays that we have seen so far. But I think with regards to China, one of the things that dawned upon us, I think, you know, even in earlier PMI surveys, of course, the latest Tyson manufacturing one um, doesn't so much, you know, fall in line with what the MBS PMI is saying. But then I think, you know, it's really just measuring the different regions. One of it, it's a lot to the large manufacturers, whereas the Tyson one is towards more coastal line private sector firms. So I think it's seeing the kind of picture that is a little bit of a recovery, hopefully, you know, from the situation where there was a bit of dampening coming through from COVID-19. But broadly, I think the situation is something that we're seeing consistent across the world. I've mentioned that this kind of supply constraints seem to be setting in and that slowing, tapping a little bit breaks on growth as well. Mm-hmm. And likewise, I think, you know, we have seen, uh, to, be, to be fair, we have seen this period of very strong growth being the case. So I think a little bit of easing doesn't come so much as a surprise for us, but to what extent itself and will this actually cause the whole growth to trip? I think it's a little bit of the worry that we'll be seeing you know, looking quite closely going forward. And just to wrap things up quickly with your view on what's happening in the US, I believe based on a study from IHS Market, business activity grew at its slowest pace in 12 months. So what are we looking out for in the fourth quarter? Yeah, well, Ryan, definitely. I think with regards to the US, that's the, well, what we are looking at, the exciting picture of things. Um, what we have seen, at least on a very overall basis, surveying about 80% 
of the uh, respondents in early part of September is that the whole private sector and not just the manufacturing one that we have seen the data from, it's been well going through this series of decline in growth. So the flash U.S. composite output index has slowed further to 54.5 in September from 55.4. That's actually a 12-month low. Well, what we're seeing, I think, you know, still the numbers say it's still something that's rather strong, but that's set to ease further. And I think the picture for U.S. is a bit of a slowing growth situation. And alongside what we just talked about, rising prices, that comes across as a bit of this hint of stagflation. I won't say we're mm-hmm. there yet because growth is still strong, but the hints of it, I think that's what's feeding a lot of concerns in the market and they really accumulate, well, just really snowballing the kind of worries that we have. I think, of course, we're going to be looking to the jobs report this week as well for what September had been like because these are important numbers to set the Federal Reserve in terms of their pace of tapering moving forward. I think broadly the inflation picture is going to push the well, Federal Reserve continue moving their tapering process. But I think that what holds the key, of course, is really with the jobs market. And to that, we are seeing a lot of constraints as well. So perhaps a bit of a slowdown, tapping off the brakes, which might, you know, really help with what the OPEC has seen in terms of their views with regards to oil price mm. and demand. Yeah, rising oil prices and, of course, the supply chain bottlenecks will be one to watch as we keep an eye on the PMI numbers. We've been chatting with Jing Yi Pan. She is the Associate Director for Economic Indices for IHS Market. Jing Yi, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.